0: Welcome back to the Birds on Power Lines podcast. In this episode, we're talking about the Doctor Who 60th anniversary special, which we absolutely love. We ended up being so enthralled with the story that for this episode, as well as the next ones, we're actually going to talk about each part of the anniversary specials, but we're going to break with convention and do it in reverse order. So yes, there absolutely will be spoilers. Going backwards then, we're starting here with The Giggle, and we had so much to talk about with the story arc and By Generation that we actually will have two podcasts on part three. We hope you enjoy listening to this first part of our collection of musings on The Giggle. So, Doctor Who, I've really enjoyed watching these three 60th anniversary specials. It's just been quite a fun experience, and it was just great sharing it with you because we were both kind of watching it and being so excited and, and reacting together. It was really a riot. But I honestly, this last one... And and just just the anticipation of having of losing something that you essentially never had, right? We were talking about that and we were so worried and and you know, excited to watch it, but also not wanting to see it because we're thinking, oh, we're gonna lose this wonderful thing that we have. And uh and, and I think that the reason we felt that way is because, you know, we've been watching all of these regenerations and it's always been kind of a sad thing and then it didn't happen that way. It was just like, what, what? And then this like, you know, really happy feeling that you're not losing something and it doesn't have to be sad. And it's, it's actually building on something new. Like It's just really cool. Uh, And, you know, now we've got potentially many more storylines that we can, we can, we can see. And, and, you know, this new doctor doesn't seem to be, you know, impeded by all of the bad stuff that has happened to the doctor, he seems to be so optimistic and, and joyous. And, you know, I I, I just, and, and then having such a happy ending for a doctor who was obviously traumatized, you know, I, I, I just think it's, it's just really, really just a great kind of feeling. So, what do we do? Like, I think we should, you know, reflect on each of these episodes on their own. Like, I think we should watch them again, but I, I don't know. Let's maybe just have our impressions for this last one. Cause there's so much to talk about. I mean, the toy maker and and, and all the things that happened, even aside from, you know, the, the, the change and the regeneration, what happened there. And uh, the splitting of the doctors, but there's so much other stuff that, to talk about in that episode I, I I'm just I just think it's worth just you know thinking about it and uh, and you know really I I think that this because I you know I used to see the the beginnings of Doctor Who when I was when I was little and I'm telling you this is not your granddad's Doctor Who and I I think this is I think this is a good thing right because. You know, young people are not like we were when when I was young or obviously people who are older than me used to watch this. And and um, young people don't aren't attracted by the same stuff that, you know, people of earlier generations was. And I, I think that for Doctor Who to keep moving and pushing the envelope forward, it's got to it's got to bring in the new audiences as well and the younger people. And I, I think you know whatever Doctor Who is still going to just keep on being as weird and terrifying and funny and exciting as it always has been, and uh, I think that this this is you know and it's always been about embracing change. So I think that this is a change that, I mean, I love it. I I'm really excited about it. But I can just see on on online there's some people that are like, well, this is not the way it's always been. And then at the same time, we have to embrace change. I. <laughs> I don't know but younger audiences are not nearly as bothered by things that older audiences are i mean you guys are all wired differently you're you're connected differently and therefore the, the 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 show also has to evolve and i and i think this is really exciting and i'm i'm really looking forward to the christmas special um but yeah let's let's think about this and and you know reflect on all the weirdness that that there was in the in the amazing stuff that we were seeing.
1: Yeah, I personally think that the new direction that they're taking this in, with like a whole like a much happier, more free appearing doctor, right now, I think that is definitely a step in the right direction. I personally do like how the the 60th anniversary specials, especially. Um, have and but like Doctor Who, the past like little bit the past like few few years and such, um how like it's it's changed with the times and it's gotten more more modern and more like different things different themes have been presented in it that weren't like in like the original run or even like the earlier or the earlier two thousands and I think that's as it's a sign that like time times are changing and people in general want to see and want to get different things out of the shows that they watch. And I think especially right now with all of the emphasis like being placed on mental health and like the visibility around mental health, especially in like media and sports, all that other stuff. um, I think it's very important that like such a, such a, a show with such a wide following like Doctor Who um, really, like, took the time to address the fact that, like, sometimes the most healthy thing is to take a step back and really just try and, like, heal from the things that you're going through. I mean, I know, especially me, like, I really, I mean, my my life is pretty, uh, pretty okay, but I do have, I do have a lot of struggles with, like, anxiety and getting overwhelmed, um, And I think that seeing that in something that I'm watching, like, it's okay to take a step back. It's okay to take time for yourself and you don't have to keep, like, charging ahead without, like, really taking time to reflect on, like, what what am I doing or why am I doing this? I think seeing that on screen really was meaningful and I'm sure I'm not the only person who feels that way. And I know, especially like a lot of the themes addressed in like really all of all of, them, all of the all the all three of the episodes. But really, the last the last episode, the with the toy maker and him like his whole thing about oh humans are so like easy to like like manipulate and all that stuff, but because they're so like apt to jump to conclusions and like completely like always have to be right everything's like all these little games that we play with each other for better or worse i think that really definitely in in today into like to today's audience it definitely strikes a chord that wouldn't have really that it it, it's this now is the right time to be like sending that message what are we doing we should and then both with the whole like toy maker stick, and like the fact that like the what the fourteenth doctor needed to take time to heal from all this other stuff um that happened to him, I think that both of those messages kind of result in really we should take a step back and look at what we're doing and think like people as a whole and individuals. Am I doing the right thing by just going forward without really thinking of what, like, really taking time to process what is going on in my life? And on a bit of a lighter note, since David Tennant was in both Good Omens and Doctor Who, usually if David Tennant is offering to... Like, go off to the stars and do all this fun stuff, and you refuse, it doesn't usually end well. That's just some little pattern that I noticed. But based on the trailer specifically for the Christmas special that's supposed to happen sometime soon, um, with the 15th Doctor, based on the episode or based on the trailer for that, I think Doctor Who is definitely going to be going in a different direction. I mean, granted. Neither of us have really been in the Phantom like at all, but from the little bit of research that we've been doing, it's definitely going to go in a different direction, for better or worse. I think for the better, but we'll see. Different direction, as in more, probably more of what the 60th anniversary anniversary did by like exploring these more like nuanced themes, themes that are more relevant to today's society, and in a more like overt way than it had the show had in the past. Because it has, as far as I know, always been doing something of a similar manner. But now I think Russell T Davies is definitely pushing that, like pushing the envelope and trying to really investigate and like make like a, make a mirror back to, like, people, our today's society, like, across the world. And he's it's, it's trying to kind of force us to take a hard look at ourselves and really confront if we don't like what we see, what are we going to do about that? And I know it's said that imitation is the highest form of flattery, so since this media, the Doctor Who, is Imitate, almost imitating real life by, like, copying the patterns that we see in real life, but putting it into a fictional setting with fictional characters, fictional events, but something that clearly does echo real life. Why? Why is this something that we need to hear much clearer now than it has been, than, we, than the show has been doing in the past? But definitely, I feel like this... New phase in Doctor Who is definitely trying to connect more to the the audience that's watching it, and both to its audience and to a maybe a broader audience, connects more deeply to them on like a more personal level, something that they can see themselves in, instead of just a fun adventure about really sometimes scary topics and sometimes terrifying aliens and with crazy villains and all that stuff but yeah i'm really excited to see where this is going to go in the future and overall even though the uh the giggle wasn't my favorite out of three that was wild blue yonder that was my favorite i do think it has a lot of themes that we can definitely like as in general people can definitely take a look at and really think about let it percolate percolate in our minds
0: I think those are all really great points and regardless I think we agree that at least from our sort of novice perspective that I think we're all in and yes we love David Tennant and I think that was a big thing that brought a lot of new viewers in with the 60th anniversary Uh, in addition to that being on Disney but so that we could all watch it much more easily, at least if you had, if you were, if you have Disney, but it it brought in that audience. But those people that would be watching say good omens, right. They already know David Tennant and this would also bring them in. So I think that this brought in like a whole new audience. Um, And then as you know, as an, as an actor, I just, I just admire his skill. Like, I mean, I think he's amazing and, and, Aside from that, I know that his love of Shakespeare and his fabulous ability to do that has brought new younger people into uh, liking Shakespeare as well, which I think is an added bonus. So I think there's a the, the tenant effect here is a, a spillover thing. And, you know, whether people like it or not, I mean, like we were saying, there's new people and people... You know, let love different things. And I think that's, again, one of the amazing things about Doctor Who and uh, 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 Russell Davies. Uh, he's just amazing at uh, doing this. So, then on that note, with his storyline, with the regeneration of number 14, or the bi generation, or the bi regeneration, or, or whatever. You know, whatever the implications are in terms of the the hints and the storyline and and time loops and all of these other things and what that all might mean in the future when 14 regenerates and you regenerate to 15 and this is like some sort of time loop or if it's not a time loop, I I don't know why we can't just enjoy this. Um, (laughs) From my perspective, right now we have two doctors. um, And I think what we can agree is that 14 has pulled all of the trauma of of the doctor's losses in his life and, and has made it possible for um, to uplift the spirit of the doctor. I guess we could say it that way. And, you know, he can now just move forward and, and enjoy and be who he is. Um, and I think that is an important thing, like you were addressing in, in your thoughts about mental health. And yeah, like he, honestly, if if you think about all of that and that's what was done so well in the giggle, right? I mean, let's, let's talk about this because honestly, I think this was fabulous. I, I know wild blue yonder is great. And I, I, I'm, I don't know which one is my favorite out of these three. Um, but like you were saying, like when it comes to, um, Neil Patrick Harris coming in as the toy maker. And and I'll admit, I didn't see the other toy makers, but um, his uh, announcement or his uh, revealing of himself, I guess, um, with that dance uh, at the unit uh, to spice up your life. And and I believe you agree with me on this. It's got to be one of the most epic appearances by a villain ever. Uh, I think you even said that. (laughs) And the fact that Many lost their lives in that scene. Uh, you know, when he was having the time of his life, it was just showing the pure evil that was there. I, I just, it, honestly, and wow, I, I was just completely blown away by that. But you know, on a, on a on a on a another note, in the giggle, like right before that. the doctor and donna came back to the unit i I, i'm still a little confused as to what was on that flash drive and and that whole thing and i felt that was a little quick um so i'd like to go back to that and i know we've watched it twice now but i'm still i still want to just sort of look at that i I think i get it but they kind of like dropped that when when uh, you know neil patrick harris uh, appeared as the toy maker and it just seemed to end they dropped that line of thought that they were on so um, I think they were just trying to prevent him from ever coming into the universe, um, but obviously it was too late. But uh, maybe that's what they were going with that. But really, um, on the other hand, uh, looking at the scenes, right? I want to go back to Soho, right? And and uh, when when Donna and the Doctor were trapped in the in the Toy Maker's realm, there. I mean, that was intense, and. I, the, in particular scene I want to go back to is the one where he was doing the puppet play to summarize the doctor's life for Donna so that she would know what was going on. And I think that in, in my mind, this goes back to that mental health idea, right? Because I know when you're watching it, you were a little bit confused when, and I don't know if you still are, but I know when we were watching it, you're like, why is he doing that? So, you know, when he slipped back into the American accent, after he he snipped the the connections between the, the puppets of, of all the different companions when they died and he said well that's all right then right and the reason he said that was after after they passed away in his play then the doctor said yes but and you know he was he was you know mocking him right that's what I think is happening here. So you know uh, and I, I think maybe since you're still so young, you, you haven't gone through things that you look back on and you think if I had only done things differently, the result would be different. And then you regret, and then you doubt yourself and you worry. And, you know, and it's and that, and such high stakes with the doctor. And he's like, well, you know, but her consciousness was uploaded. And yes, this and and, and this was him trying to heal himself, right? He was trying to Make things okay in his mind, and the toy maker just fed right into that, knew, knowing that the doctor is struggling with this, and making fun, with, making fun of him, right? Essentially saying, "Well, well, that's all right then," right? And and mocking him, and and I think I was so moved by that, and it was actually heartbreaking. And and it, to me, the only way that he could make the toy maker stop is when he jumped up and he says, "Okay." I challenge you to a game and and that was how we made it stop and and knowing that perhaps this might be the end of him right just to make that pain stop um at least that's how I saw it and 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 this is to me one of four epic scenes in in the toy makers realm right the other one being that that heartbreaking interaction between the doctor and and Donna um, and then the other one being with the the apprentice or the the helper who became the marionette and what that all meant and his face going you know in, in place of the other guys, meaning the doctor's face, and then of course Donna dealing with the the pup the 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 wife puppet and the baby puppets, man those those like all of these were so intense. Just thinking about it gives me gives me chills. So yeah, we've got a lot to talk about, and never mind what was going on at the unit and. And then the toy maker dancing in the streets when things were going amiss. Like, yeah, so so much to talk about. But right now, those are my thoughts.
1: Yeah, about the flash drive. I think it was some kind of like sci-fi antivirus software that tried to purge all the Snooky Boat recordings from all of the computers and screens and whatnot. And um, I think it also might have been to try and fight the effects of the Google or like reverse it and try and prevent the toy maker from like showing up in the presence, but I'm not entirely sure what it was either. We're gonna definitely have to rewatch that. But the puppet play also would be worth a rewatch. Um maybe after we're able to watch the context of like the original Toy Maker and the original Doctor when they were fighting. Um that's definitely something we'll have to get back to as well. And um the whole thing with like also during the puppet play with his like with the Toy Maker changing his accents. Um I looked into it a little bit. And I think that the way that the original doctor defeated the Toy Maker was by like mimicking him, mimicking his voice. Um but again, we're probably gonna have to rewatch or not rewatch, we're probably gonna have to um find, like, that scene, like, I don't know, on YouTube somewhere, I'm sure that exists and look into that, because, like, we really are kind of at a disadvantage, um, in that we are pretty much entirely new to this whole thing, um, so there's a lot of things in here for, like, older fans, because, like, it's, like, the anniversary specials and stuff, and we're not, like, we're not really older fans, (laughs) um, But, um, going back to what you said about, like, I mean, about about the fact that the doctor, like, was feeling a lot of, like, regret and such. I mean, yes, I am a bit young, so I probably don't understand exactly all of the stuff that he was feeling. But, um, I, I think that also circles back to, um, the, all the healing that was going on during that episode and, like, how... Like it 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 is important to like take the time to forgive yourself for the things that you did in the past that maybe now that you're older um you would have done something different or you would have tried to avoid the situation altogether um but i mean yes i am young but <laughs> but i do think everyone does feel like that to a certain extent though of course if you've lived what 900 plus years (laughs) you definitely feel would feel like that more than someone who's as young as I am (laughs) but I also feel that the entire episode the entire like giggle um is a very like direct commentary not on not not only on healing and self-love but also like the state of society today because essentially like in this episode and in real life, the world is kind of a total mess and no one's really li- willing to listen to anyone. And a lot of people have essentially like given up caring, which I'm thinking like might be part of the reason why like everyone was so like susceptible to like the giggle, all, like all the humans, everyone was. um, Whereas like people who had an outside perspective like the doctor or the Vlynx weren't affected because first of all they like they weren't like they didn't grow up in this environment where like the screens are everywhere and like they're always hearing the giggle they didn't grow up in that but also because they have an outside perspective and they're able to like see things much more clearly than people like the humans who are living on earth like in their global society um but especially with the toy maker like going back to that whole like drawing connections between like the the episode and um real life um with the toy maker like a lot of people who were causing these problems are often content to like just keep on chugging along and becoming like hyper fixated on like certain goals that they have personally so like for example um the doctor offered to the toy maker to like hey we can go like play games in the stars and whatnot, just leave all this behind and stop, like, mind-controlling the humans. But he refused to do that. Um, But then again, I do also feel like this same, like, this, this same, like, school of thought could be applied to, like, the people who are trying to fix things, like the doctor, because he, like, just, he wouldn't stop trying to fix things. So... I think more so than just healing and coping like in like that that simple, that, that simple way. I think that this episode really puts a focus on seeing the the whole big picture, like zooming out from a more like egocentric point of view to focus on not like how the world impacts you, but on how you impact the world. I think there's a lot that we could learn from that, like in general. But yeah, I definitely think during the marionette show when the toy maker was mocking the doctor, almost. Um, I think that part of why the doctor was so insistent on, like trying to, just like trying to justify what he did, was also because of the fact that Donna was there with him, and that maybe he hadn't entirely made peace with what he had done to himself but he definitely didn't want donna to think any less of him or to think any differently about him which really just shows how important she is to him and how important her opinion of him is and speaking of marionettes in the scene with john logie baird's assistant and the doctor well i wasn't as personally freaked out by that one than i was with the one with uh, Donna and Stooky Sue. Um, that scene, I think, really, definitely, we saw the Doctor very freaked out. Maybe not quite as freaked out as he was when he was actually directly confronting um, the Toy Maker, but definitely, I think he he definitely was very like n- very nervous, very like on edge during that entire interaction and i think especially after the toy maker did that weird stuff and turned uh the assistant into like a representation of the doctor himself um as a marionette i think he definitely got much more like very like not uneasy um after that interaction and i think that part of the reason why that may have happened was because the doctor like we we already established that he doesn't like feeling like tied down he wants to just keep moving keep going and i would assume with that he also wouldn't really like to feel like under control of someone or something he wants to just he really values his freedom he values his ability to Go wherever, do things, fix things. And I think he feels that if he loses to the toy maker, then he'll be trapped, like stuck forever in something that he can't control. And I think that he, in a way, is a bit worried of what will happen if he does, like, lose control over all of these aspects of his life and everything catching up to him eventually. And that really that re- that really I, I that really struck something like when I was watching it, like and I really felt that like personally as someone who like really is worried about the future <laughs> in, in general, um that really hit home for me when I was watching that. But I don't know how you read that whole interaction, but I, that's, that's how I read it. And it really, really, really spoke to something.
0: Thanks for listening to the first installment of Our Thoughts on part three of the Doctor Who 60th anniversary special. I hope you listen to the next podcast to hear more of what excited us about The Giggle. And as always, please let us know what you thought. Thanks for listening and being part of the Birds on Power Lines podcast.